0: Welcome to Praying the Psalms with Jesus, a a video series that uh, helps us understand that when we pray, we don't pray alone. Uh, Specifically, when we pray the Psalms, we're always praying them with Jesus. So we've learned about this word, um, incarnate, incarnation, that uh, God himself, the second person of the Trinity, takes on human flesh and dwells among us. So when he does that, when Jesus does that, He he can sympathize with all of our weaknesses. Uh, He also knows what it's like to be fully human, especially the emotions. Uh, He's fully human, uh, but always without the sin. Uh, He does become sin. He does bear the sin for us. He is, uh, as Isaiah says, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. So he experiences all these these human emotions uh, without the sin, but also um, with the tenderness uh, that he can share with us, that he can sympathize with our weaknesses. So um, uh, the gospels record him as being hungry, right? Um, fasting in the wilderness. He is thirsty. He is tempted. He he goes to weddings and family events. He drives out uh, in uh, in righteous indignation the money changers from the temple. Uh, he gives uh, tongue lashings to the religious elite, calling them whitewashed tombs. Uh, he stands at the grave with Mary and Martha, and the text says uh, that Jesus weeps. Uh, he's betrayed. He's abandoned. He's mocked. Uh, he's beaten. He's crucified. Um, he experiences the most human of all, uh, the humanity corrupted by sin, the wage for that being death, And so he suffers death because he's become sin for us. Uh, He's put in a tomb, uh, but he rises on the third day. Now, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, the New International Version says it this way, beginning at verse 7. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears, to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission so during during the ministry of jesus he's praying he's offering up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears so i, I don't know if you've ever wondered so um when did he pray like that and uh, uh, and what did he pray well offering up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears. The scriptures give us some insight into that. Um, And we hear in the Gospels that when Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane in his Passion, he is crying out to his Father, Father, if there is some other way, take this cup from me, but not my will be done, but your will be done. If we read Psalm 40, that's what the the psalmist says in Psalm forty. In fact, the the book of Hebrews puts Psalm forty on the lips of Jesus. Psalm forty verses six through eight. Um, there's a reference there that says, "I have come to do your will, O God. It is written about me in your book. I desire to do your will, O God, not my will, but your will be done." So when Jesus prays, uh, when he offers up prayers and petitions. Um, I think we can say very confidently, uh, boldly that Jesus is praying the Psalms. Now, you also see this, see this in the crucifixion of Jesus. The Gospels uh, reveal to us that Jesus prays specifically two Psalms or two portions of the Psalms from the cross. Psalm 22 verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Again, that's Psalm 22 verse 1 but also Psalm 31, verse 5, "...into your hands I commit my spirit." So on the cross, uh, Jesus is praying with loud cries and tears. And again, he's praying psalms, Psalm 22 and Psalm 31. So it's very clear from the Gospels uh, that those are the psalms, those are the words that Jesus prays. Now, some have proposed that while Jesus was uh, hanging on the cross, that he uh, recited, uh, perhaps uh, silently, all of the psalms then, from Psalm 22 through Psalm 31. So it's as if he begins with Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And uh, then he ends with Psalm 31, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Now, uh, again, psalms are poetry, they're music, uh, they're art. And so when you hear the first line of a psalm like psalm 22 and you've grown up with these psalms as uh, uh, as the jewish people would recite them in the synagogues and uh, and sing them uh, you know the rest of the song right my god my god why have you forsaken me all those words come come back to you um it's like us you know if you have your favorite song um and someone says the first line of it or sings the first line of it you know what comes after so, uh, I don't know if uh, anyone's a Neil Diamond fan, but, you know, if you, uh, if you, if you hear the first line of the, the, the song or sing the phrase, Sweet Caroline, you know, in everyone's mind it's, you know, bum, bum, bum. You know exactly what, what comes after it. So, also with these, uh, with these psalms. So, Psalm 22, beginning, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then everyone knows. Everyone knows what comes after. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Everyone knows also uh, what the substance, what the content of that psalm is. So what is the content then between Psalm 22 and Psalm 31? And could it be that, uh, that Jesus is, I mean, no way to prove this, right? The text doesn't say. But could it be that uh, Jesus is praying these series of psalms from the cross? And we just hear you know, him um, uh, be able to speak uh, two phrases, you know, uh, crying out um, uh, from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And into your hands I commit my spirit. So what's in between Psalm 22 and Psalm 31? Well, Psalm 23. Now, if you read it from that perspective, Jesus may be silently praying this psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow, what a promise. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That this is not going to end um, in the grave. That there will be a resurrection. Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O you gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. You know, right now, on Good Friday, it seems as if it's over, but there will be a resurrection, and the King of glory will come in. Psalm 25, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, in you I trust, O my God, do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. You can hear that, right, coming from, uh, coming from Jesus as he looks at all those who mock him. If you are the Son of God, you know, come down from there. But to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Psalm 26, vindicate me, O Lord, for I've led a blameless life. Here Jesus is, again, our brother, uh, perfect in every way. Not committing sin, but becoming sin for us. Taking sin and bearing it for us. Crying out, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have led a blameless life. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I am still confident of this. Verse 13 says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh, Again, the promise of the resurrection. Psalm 28, verse 1. To you, Lord, I call my rock, don't be deaf to me, lest if you are silent to me, I would become like those who go down to the pit, uh, in other words, um, yes, the grave is where Jesus will rest, but on the first day of the week uh, he will be uh, he will be raised from the dead psalm twenty nine ascribe to the Lord, you sons of the mighty, ascribe to the Lord, glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory do his name, worship the Lord in his holiness, that uh, this is not the day of defeat, Good Friday, but rather this is where God declares his holiness, his justice, his righteousness, but also his grace and his mercy and his blessing. Psalm 30, I will extol you, Lord, for you have raised me up and have not made my foes to rejoice over me. Lord, my God, I cried to you and you have healed me. Lord, you have brought me up. Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You have kept me alive that I should not not go down to the pit. Again, uh, the promise of the resurrection. And then Psalm 31, verse 5, ending Into your hands I commit my spirit. So interesting to think about, right? So, a little excursion for you, a little invitation. Uh, Read Psalms 22 and 31. And. and imagine this, that you know for sure that, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And into your hands I commit my spirit uh, are on the lips of Jesus. But perhaps think about um, reading the rest of the Psalms and perhaps uh, you know the, the idea that Jesus is uh, praying these Psalms uh, from the cross. So again, read Psalms uh, 22 through 31. Put them on the lips of Jesus during his passion. And uh, remember and take heart that we don't pray the Psalms alone. We pray them with Jesus. Uh, He's our Savior. He's our great high priest. He's our brother in the flesh. And so we learn to pray by praying the Psalms always with Jesus.